Welcome to Looking Ahead to Beto Days. I am Chris. And I'm Ryan. And we are joined today by Jacqueline Westman, who is one awesome. She is the founder of Project PPE. Jacqueline, I'm going to go ahead and let you tell us all about that. Hey, welcome, Jacqueline. Also, welcome, Jacqueline. Sorry, I got really excited. Would you do? <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Ryan and Chris. I like, I'm so excited to be on here. I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you the honor is all ours. You're so well, why, why, don't, why don't we start back at the beginning, uh, Jacqueline, for people who don't know who you are. Who are you? How, 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 come, uh, how did you become part of the Beto universe? And, uh, you know, what got you involved in all this? And what are you doing now? <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. That was way better than my fangirling, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he keeps me around for right? uh-huh. <laughs> um, well I am a fashion designer and uh-huh. I am I've lived out in Southern California I've been out here for almost 15 years but um, I got involved with Beto World um, during the Senate race and did a lot of phone banking here while out um, you know during the race and then um, when he decided to run for president I 100% just said um, I committed to do like anything that I can and everything I can to make sure that he was going to be our nominee. Um, so that included like traveling to seven states and, um, you know, outside of California and just kind of going on the whim and living out of my luggage for a couple of those months. And it was worth every single dime and penny and moment and tears and heartache and also like sweat and knocking doors and all mm. of that. So, um, and you know, the last two years, I have to say just, you know, with project PPE, um, the amount of support and the friendships that have become family and just, you know, everyone that I've met has just been so incredible. And it really, I owe that from this experience. So I'm just, it really like makes me, it just, it warms my heart. So, so, so what exactly is Project PPE then? Yeah. So Project PPE um, is initiative um, led by innovative design professionals um, that to provide critical PPE supplies for those on the front line. Um, PPE being what exactly? Like personal protective equipment. Okay. So masks and gowns and things like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So since, um, you know, COVID hit, I was actually Mm -hmm. in Nevada. Um, We were campaigning for Biden, the road warriors, um, which are Biden flight crew. But, um, you know, after we left Nevada, you know, our next step was going to be our next territory was Arizona. And then we quickly realized that that was not going to happen just because that's when COVID was happening and are starting to triple. Um, and um, I tried to, you know, being in fashion, I, you know, within the industry, like we were struggling and um, I just was like, how, like, it was just an immediate reaction. Like, what can I do? How can I help? And I had 
been speaking with Debjeet, who a lot of us know, who is an ER doctor on the front lines, and he had, you know, been speaking about um, the shortage of PPE supplies that were that he was forecasting. But so many other like nurses and doctors, like if you went online, were just saying like, we don't have enough of this, we don't have enough of that. Um, so just quickly, like was a quick FaceTime chat with some of my best friends and um, it was like on a Saturday and like we were like what do we do how can we use our resources and literally the next day um, I had picked up a pattern of our first gown and on Monday we were in the first um, fabric vendor picking up fabric donations. Awesome. And how many how many of these these masks have you made have you made a date like is I just you're all over the place with these yeah. you've done a, yeah. a metric fuck ton of them which is just amazing yeah right. I thank you um I know within it's been only a little over a month and we've raised almost um twenty over twenty thousand oh, dollars wow. yeah. which has wow. been really incredible and that money that we've raised is to help um, pay for this for the displaced garment workers. So California being on shutdown, all of these fashion companies have had to shut down. And so all of these garment workers have lost their jobs. And um, it was a way to also like give back to our community. And um, oh, okay. So you yeah. get the fabric donated to you and then you, and then you're using the donations to actually help the local economy and help like a lot of the out of work uh, fabric. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, so that, really killing almost two birds with one stone. Makes it a million times better. See, Cause I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was part of it. I thought you used mm -hmm. it to buy all of the fabric, but the fact that you're not using that to buy the fabric, you're using it to, to, to pay these employees who are out of work is just phenomenal. Yes. Um, we've realized though now we may have to start doing that buying supplies because now everyone has kind of like, you know, now they're all like, okay, now we, so many companies out here are trying to make a profit out of it. So that's mm -hmm. really unfortunate is, um, we're a volunteer based group. And so all of this is just on our own time. And, you know, all of these supplies that are being, are, that we're making face masks and gowns, they're being donated to hospitals and organizations. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so really that money is also helping provide shipment, um, shipping costs have been such like, there's, it's just insane. Like to ship, you know, it, when we were trying to ship to Brooklyn, you know, at SUNY hospital and we all know New York is, uh, basically like by, like it's basically war zone. And so when the doctor's like, I have no gowns, like we're using trash bags and we go to FedEx or UPS, um, and, you know, next day service is, you know, over $200, but then a week is almost a hundred. And so you're like, how, like, this needs to go like tomorrow, like not a week. Mm. We've definitely run into challenges, but um, to go back to the, sorry, I'm like now just blurring on, but to go back to the, the number we've made, um, we've made over 5,000 face masks and um, close to over, close to a thousand um, hospital gowns right now. Oh, and it's astounding. And they're all reusable, which is really amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So if people want to get involved or donate, um, how would they reach out to you or get involved with Project PE? Yes. If people, um, we're on Instagram, all social medias, it's Project PPE Act. Um, and not, you can go on our website, projectppeact.com. Um, and really, um, you know, any dollar donations is greatly appreciated if 
you know, you can't donate, which is completely understandable. Sharing, retweeting, or just, you know, posting about our efforts is greatly appreciated. A lot of these, um, you know, those who have been sharing has also connected us to organizations. Uh, like today, I opened up a DM and Chalk, um, the Children's Hospital here in Orange County, um, actually is in need of PPE mask. And so it was great because one post led to this organization. And so we were able to connect with them. That's awesome. That's Again, I'm not very often speechless. Like I have words for <laughs> fucking everything. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's amazing. Don't worry. I will have words shortly because we're going to get to the mysterious death of King Jong Un. Well, let's go ahead. And jump. All right. Let's 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 dive. I guess dive into the mystery. Um, so, Kim Jong Un is apparently dead, but not dead. We don't know. Like the Japanese, uh, the South Koreans are saying one thing. The Japanese are saying another. The Chinese are saying another. All we know is that it is a complete and total shit show. Like it's gonna be bad if he's dead, right? Like, real bad. Because you have a whole bunch of generals, because there's really no air and a whole lot of pissed off generals with nukes. Yes. And his sister. Also, yeah, apparently his sister's crazy or like yeah. insane. But it's a dictatorship, right? It's not like it's a monarchy. So it doesn't go. It's a hereditary dictatorship. I don't know. It's weird. It, the, the, who knows? Yeah, I've never, in, I mean, like, if you look at, like, the history of dictatorships and stuff like that, they usually name a successor. I mean, obviously, people like Hitler didn't get to, um, Mussolini as well, but, you know, Stalin did, Lenin did. Um, so this would be kind of, and, and his father and grandfather did. So this is kind of, like, unprecedented territory in, in a weird way. Um, yeah, it's just, it's... <laughs> it's a bad time for it. Like he could. It's have a very North one. Korean thing to happen. I know he couldn't. Have <laughs> right? If he is dead, he picked the real, real wrong time. I don't feel bad saying that, right? Like I, <laughs> I have no love lost for a dude who's oppressed and murdered his own people. Like fuck that guy. <laughs> for for real. Um, but I just the world that we're in now, especially with the coronavirus and like, and I actually I had a conversation with with my wife about this. Um, North Korea is shut off from the rest of the world. Like, what are the coronavirus numbers there? Because you don't come in and out of North Korea. And if you can't come in and out of North Korea, you can't get the co you can't get coronavirus. They, they were old school shelter in place before it was cool, essentially. Right. <laughs> well, there is leakage. I mean, there is, they do have a black market that comes through China. That's true, but I still so, feel like those numbers could be. It's it's. Well, I think that if you actually ask the North Koreans, they'll tell you that they're immune to COVID and their numbers are zero, and we'll know. It's it's like anything else in in North Korea. It's just a just a black hole that you'll never actually know. Oh yeah, same thing with Russia. Like you'll never actually know what the hell these like nobody will ever know what goes on there. Like. Kim Jong-un is, could, they could tell us he's on the moon and, you know, we just have to take him at you know, face value. Well, at least with really Russia, know. you can generally, like, they aren't quite on lockdown like North Korea is. No, 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 not at all. It's, you know, they do have a little, I mean, Putin mm. does Putin things. Yeah. So, 
like and besides if he went to the moon we'd know it because he'd do it riding a bear but <laughs> you know as, as a as a whole like it's just it's coming in at, at a really 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 bad time especially with what's going on with the the coronavirus and you know I said we talk about Kim Jong-un, but there's really not much that to say because we don't really know. But there is a lot to say about the coronavirus. And this is almost like when we were talking about impeachment, it seemed like a very weekly thing that we were doing. And, um, you know, this is our lives now. Like, this is all we have to talk about. And, you know, people are scared. And the president of the United States is telling people or asking questions about injecting fucking bleach. Like disinfectants, <laughs> like how does he want you to inject light into your body? That's what I want to know. Like, how is it getting there? Right? Are we shoving like LED bulbs up our butts? Like, what's 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 the, what's the end game? It's gonna irid- irradiate your uh, your veins, <laughs> <laughs> dry your skin out. You look like the you're, like you're gonna go through one of uh, uh, President Trump's uh, coronavirus treatments and come out with superpowers. <laughs> By the time you're done. <laughs> Y'all think those stories are true of those in New York who have tried injecting? Like, are those all false stories? Uh, the, 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 no, I believe they're true. The 911 calls for the ingestion of um, chemicals, like cleaning detergent and shit, has gone up. Like, Which is only really 30 people. So, I mean, honestly... 50, that doubled from 15. But, like, if, if there's only one, that's a problem. Well, right? it's a problem that you have the president of the United States saying shit like that. Like, All you gotta do the is problem. read the bottle. Like, you just gotta look. Well, it's that that he's just getting up there and just rambles on bullshit. Like, in a press conference that's meant to 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 calm the nation, that's meant to relay pertinent information and to to instill a sense of calm. Like, all these presidential things that I'm sorry, like. Reagan, I, I hate everything about Reagan's politics, but he could do it. You know, I hate everything from about Alzheimer's. George W. Bush, but he could do it. He could get up there and at least pretend to be calm and present a presidential argument for something and, you know, be somber and, you know, fuck, Giuliani can do it. <laughs> we saw it. I mean, Barely. you know, well, I mean, but, but it's just impossible for Trump for whatever reason. And it, it, it's... It's just, it's becoming more, like, shit like this is just becoming more and more indefensible. I, and the, it's, he's a stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest thing ever. We're the we're just tremendous success bumblebees. <laughs> and all of the things that we are doing these days are just the best, the greatest in history, bumblebee tuna. And just it's just random shit that pops into his head. It's the most <laughs> thing. Like, he should, he should be, like, he is a shrink's like dream like let, let's go let's like psychoanalyze this dude what's going right. on in that brain like, give him a cat scan i want to see that like, <laughs> that's, that'd be better than any michael bay movie ever made Ugh. but you know and it it the problem is, is it's starting to trickle down too and um i was actually reminded by this about this by jacqueline putting out a tweet earlier about mike pence going to the mayo clinic where the policy is to wear masks mm-hmm. and they all got masks on except for mike pence except, him. except for mike pence like yep it's like the, the rules Oops. don't apply to him Oh yeah, it, it's ridiculous. The so Houston mayor tried to put in a 
rule to say you needed to wear a mask if you go into public. And the amount of backlash that governor had already overridden that order. And <laughs> they're already going to start pushing people back to, uh, I think they said they're going to start reopening May 1st in Texas. Yep. May so 1st in like, Texas. Yay. We right still, my, my, we're, we're still not doing shit for testing and yet they're going to be reopening. So. Yeah. Well, historically, so there was also, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm just, my mind is going everywhere. There was just uh-huh. the nonsense that's going on. But one of the things that CNN put out today was there was a, a, I guess, a call with governors where he was, Trump was trying to ask them to reopen schools. Like, I don't know when the last time you guys were in a, like a school, but I teach and I can tell you that they are a Petri dish of disease and kids, yeah. like they want kids to wear mat, like. Are you fucking serious? You know how many kids I'm gonna have wear masks? They're gonna be they're not gonna wear masks. <laughs> no. And they're gonna they're gonna think it's funny. Oh, I call them my hand and like smear it on people. It's just it's gonna be a disaster, especially small children. The fact that we're even contemplating that, that, that was a thought mm-hmm. that went through his head is just absolutely, utterly astounding. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I mean, where do we go from here? Like, historically, I, I was going it back to 1918. If you look in 1918, I believe it was Detroit and Philadelphia. Um, don't quote me on the cities, but the the actual numbers show that whichever the first city was, I think we'll we'll call it Detroit. Um, the 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 number of the Spanish flu cases were going up and then they started coming down. Well, they kept their shelter in place orders and stay at home stuff and quarantine and didn't go back too early. Well, Philadelphia, they had their cases, it started to come down and then the second wave just absolutely skyrocketed. Texas is a Petri dish. Georgia had that gr- the highest increase in a day, the day after they were um, releasing the shelter in place orders. Like who, where's the person doing the math on this? Oh, it, it's, like I said, it's the ridiculous. It's, it's for the Texas government, at least it's the bury your head in the sand approach. They are not testing. The, the, the problem is they just aren't testing. They aren't collecting the data about the number of cases out there and how severe they are. And they, they we just don't know. They're, they're running warehouse wards where they're just letting people come in unless you're like need a ventilator. They kick people home. We don't know how many cases are out there or how bad it is because we just aren't testing. And that's the real problem here with Texas. Um, you know, I know other states are doing, you know, different jobs. And, and that's honestly, to me, the most frustrating thing about the whole thing is that there is no good federal guidance. It's not like you can trust that the, pre- that the federal government is going to do the right thing. It's just leaving it up to the states and, so many of, like you said, Georgia's flailing. You know, Louisiana went through with Mardi Gras and ended up with like the worst number of cases in the country. You know, we like it. It's just, and they're making political decisions about when to reopen. And it's yeah. it's all catering to, to Donald Trump. And I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest things with the Mike Pence thing is that he said he gets tested all the time. Like, if I go to the hospital, they're not going to test me. If I'm having symptoms, they're not going to test me. But fucking Mike Pence is going to get tested every time somebody's around him. All of mm. them are going to get tested. And I get the fact that he's the, the vice president. And, you know, they have, like, if he dies, just all hell's going to break loose. Or if he's sick, right? Look at when Reagan was shot. I mean, there's a president that they had to 25th, use the 25th Amendment because he had heart surgery. 
you know, it's, I, I get it. I get chain of command and all that shit, but to outright come and say it and rub it in our faces is a completely different thing. It's, it's uncalled for. And that's where we're at. It's like every day is, is the, the next biggest dumbass thing that somebody's going to do. And Jacqueline, you, you're in California. How close are you to, to Orange County? Uh, very close. I mean, yeah, the beaches. I, so Garcetti, the LA mayor, has done a phenomenal job as far as like closing off beaches and trails. And then over this weekend, Orange County, like floods of people at the beach. Like it was crazy. But aren't all the beaches closed? Not like- in Orange County. They opened them up. So it's... And, and Orange County caters more to kind of like the conservative area, even though we did flip it blue um, in 2018. But it's just, it, it, it's worrisome. Like you're out and about. Like I drive around because I do like essential work, which I feel like is important. And I'm always like, there's just tons of cars everywhere. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, where are you going? <laughs> no. yeah, I've seen the same thing. Like, what the fuck are you people doing? Like I get yeah. getting bored. I will go and drive around. Right. Right it's whatever. I try to make my stops to any other place. Very, very minimal. I had to go into the post office today because I had to get boxes because I ship stuff. Right. And it was, I mean, like the most terrifying thing I've, I've done. Like I needed, I felt like I just needed to bathe and hand sanitizer and yeah. stuff. And it's mm. like that going to the grocery store too. It's just like, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Grocery store is also bad. I was in there today too. Jesus. <laughs> but it, it sucks because um, like where Kari lives in San Diego, there was a huge protest on Pacific Beach and those signs were just awful. Like it's people like, they're not even wanting to go back to work. It's like they want to go get a tattoo or like go like order a beer at a restaurant and like it's just dumb shit where it's like, it's a slap in the face and these people are out protesting, no masks, all close to each other and guarantee you one out of those three, every pod is going to get COVID is going to be test positive. <laughs> and, exactly. and that's what they, I mean, they've earned it. The, there was yeah. a woman in, um, I can't remember where she led the protest. I want to say it may have been Georgia. It might've been North Carolina. I can't remember, but her Facebook feed would look exactly like you'd think it would. Um, she tested positive and put out a whole bunch of conspiracy theories. Like what the fuck is wrong, wrong with you people? Mm-hmm. And, and, and with all of these people doing this, that's why what you're doing is so important because they're going to overload our hospital systems. They're going to bring our entire country to its knees in a way that we have never had just because people are literally too stupid to live. Like we've reached the point where warning labels don't work anymore. When you start injecting bleach and disinfectants and fucking sunlight, (laughs) warning labels don't Mm -hmm. work anymore. It's it. Darwin has taken over And, and it's, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. You know, any loss of life is, is, is a tragedy, but the fact that our, our, our medical workers are having to deal with it and they're dying. I mean, a major doctor mm. committed suicide, you know, yeah. watching people die left and right. And again, bringing it back. I'm, and I'm, I want you to pitch, pitch project PPE again, tell people where they can donate, please. Yes. yes. Um, and just off that topic, like we're also working with the Navajo nation and that's been it's such a heartbreak knowing that the government keeps, you know, leaving them behind. And so um, they're actually right behind New York and New Jersey with their numbers, but you don't hear about it because no one really cares about them. 
We left them behind in 1607. Let's, exactly. let's, let's call it what it is. I, I, I wish the media and I hope the media starts to, you know, have more stories on this. And so that's someone that we're working with. Also like the farm workers, um, you know, farm workers deal with having, with so many circumstances already, but like now they're, they still have to go to work and, you know, pick food for us for the grocery stores. And so, and they have zero PPE. So um, donating to Project PPE will help, you know, organizations as such, you know, the farm workers, nursing homes, homeless shelters, the Navajo Nation. Um, today, I was speaking with the Annunciation House in El Paso, and ICE is about to release a lot of detainees that have COVID. And so now they're going to take them on. And so just imagine that overwhelmment of those that are at the border in cages and like Beto has been speaking about them too um, and those scenarios. And so it just, it's just this domino effect and it just really, it, it's so overwhelming. And so there's so, this little that we can do, like it, it goes a long way in a far way, but it just, it's crazy. It really is never in my life and in my career too, in fashion, I imagined I'd be designing and making PPE supplies. We're, we're it, it, really in uncharted territory. I'm going to touch on native Americans for you for, for one second, because that's something I, I know I grew, I'm in Virginia. I grew up five minutes from uh, the Jamestown fort and native Americans have been historically, you know, fucked in this country you know uh, they would bring blankets that they had put on people with smallpox to trade it to native americans so that it would wipe out villages two weeks that's all it took right this started in 1607 that's that's you know 200 years before we get to the trail of tears not to even think and especially the navajo right the navajo without the navajo we don't really win the pacific the navajo language is the only unbroken code in world war ii it's not a written language it was only spoken so the fact that our country is is leaving the, the this group of people out is just absolutely just mind-numbingly nuts i didn't really know what was going on that right that shows you how little the media is um even paying attention but you know what donald trump says he's going to inject bleach into motherfuckers and everybody's talking about it and that's part of the problem yeah it's a distraction it's crazy. He also, I heard too, just just the stimulus checks, like he didn't release them to those who are immigrants, but also- um, I saw that shit too. Community, which is like so mm-hmm. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if your spouse is an immigrant, you yes, can't you get a check. It's like, really, that that's ridiculous. Yeah. Nobody in, in Puerto Rico has gotten a check, but I have a, my friend got his, his letter because he got his uh, direct deposited. Um, he got his letter from Donald Trump today. I'm glad that we spent our taxpayer dollars on having his dumbass name written on a piece of fucking paper. Did he burn mm. it? <laughs> uh, he shredded it. Yeah. He shredded it. Um, I just, it's just absolutely disgusting. So, all right, guys, that is going to bring it to an end for us. Um, really, if you can, if you can donate or, I mean, what, you still need uh, campaign t-shirts? Uh We've got kind of an overwhelmment of uh, donations for that. So I'm going to hold on that for now. But I think right now, um, ship me, shipping, we're going to have almost like a thousand gowns to donate this week. So we're going to need uh, money for shipping across the country. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, 
So yeah, donations, I think, are just like greatly appreciated. And we're going to just, you know, the next batch, we're going to just keep on going as long as we can. And as the need is there, for sure. The, the need's definitely going to be there and it's definitely going to be there for a while. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Like you, I mean, in all the shit, you definitely give me hope. Hence my fangirling at the beginning. Um, but I, I would like to say one thing though, just to end as I think um, it's important for all of us to um, thank the unsung heroes as we're out and about. That's your, your grocery stores, you know, um, your cashiers, those who are delivering food, UPS, you know, the mailman, just everyone, um, you know, they're really, they're there for us right now. And so I just, they're, they're our heroes and, and especially obviously the front line for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've made a habit of saying thank you for what you're doing to everybody. And it, I mean, especially people in drive through windows always have this fa- look on their face because it's never happened before. Like they're essential frontline workers and, and we need them to keep us fed. Yeah. And they, we we still have to you know find a way to live and and they're helping us do that. So, uh, like I said, thank you so much for coming on, Jacqueline. Um, everybody who's out there, please keep donating. Donate to Project PPE. Let's help them get those shipments out this week. Mm-hmm. Let's really, really, really push that. Um, let's keep on getting out. Let's keep on volunteering, and let's keep on looking ahead to better days. Mm-hmm.